0: We are so excited to be I'm here. I'm so excited. And oh my gosh, we're so excited. We're so happy. <laughs> so we're ready to win, win all <laughs> the medals. Yes. We're going to have a great 2023 convention. <laughs>
1: Lord. Amen. Those were our students from New Harvest Christian School at the ACE Convention this past week and uh, they did such a tremendous job uh, there winning all kinds of awards and uh, in a moment we're going to have our choir come up who participated there and so uh, we're gonna have a good time. All right, Uh, Pastor Dan is going to make a couple of announcements I guess concerning uh, some of the awards they got and what they did.
2: All right, so uh, congratulations to all of our students. Great, great job at our ACE convention. It was a fun-filled week, and, and they were running around going from place to place to, to do their performance and, and, and uh, to participate, and so they were, they were uh, tired, I'm sure, um, but they got the job done, and so congratulations to our New Harvest Warriors. Yep. So I want to give uh, just a brief description of some awards that we received uh, during, during our ACE convention. Uh, the kids won uh, first place uh, for our Pace Bowl, which is kind of like a... It was awesome. Like an academics, kind of like a Jeopardy kind of, kind of game. Um, but all about uh, the, the um, uh, curriculum, uh, ace curriculum, and, and going over so many different subjects. They go on first place. Uh, first place, yes. The ladies won first place in volleyball. The ladies also won first place in vocal trio. We got first place in radio program. First place in, in a female 1600 relay. And then we also got first place in what we're gonna hear in a little while, the large vocal ensemble. First place. We also, here let me bring this one up, we also uh, one of our students, and just to specify how, how uh, uh, great of an award this is, they only gave out six of these awards out of uh, I think over 300 students that were there at this ACE convention. And so only six students were awarded uh, what they call a CAP Award, which stands for Communication and Leadership Potential. One of our students got fourth place a CAP Award. That's amazing. From what I hear, we've, we've had that happen one other time uh, 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 back, back a, uh, some years ago, and so that's a great award to receive. And then also, also uh, our school as, as a whole got second place in academics. Second place in academics. And this is, this is as a school. There were, there were many schools there and our school got second place in academics, also second place in music. And then third place in platform. So let's, let's please give it up for our New Harvest Warriors today. Yes. They got so many other awards, but we will be here all day reading the awards that they received but there is a ton of rewards that they got during that ACE convention. And I just named just a few. And so we are so excited for them uh, and ready for next year uh, to see what God has in store. Um, and, and just once again, thank you all for, for everything that you did to make this possible. For all the parents, thank you for supporting your children in doing this. And supporting our school. We thank you so, so much. And so. Uh, once again, uh, just so um, grateful to have seen uh, all of them perform and do such a fantastic job, um, and, and it's, it only gets better. And so we're going to hear uh, our, our large uh, vocal ensemble, if we can call them up this morning. This is our first place winners here. that was awesome. It was awesome. So I'm going to let them get set up here, and uh, I'm going to leave the mic right in here so you can hear them this morning.
1: Thank you very, very much. Wow, awesome job. Praise God. Beautiful, beautiful. Praise the Lord, amen. We are so proud of our students at New Harvest Christian School, each and every one of them. Thank you guys, thank you. I tell you what, what a blessing! What a, you guys did an awesome job, and and uh, I tell you, all the students that participate, uh, thank you so much for your dedication and uh, your your hard work. It took a lot of hard work, I'm sure, to get that to the point to where uh, we were able to hear this morning. And so, I uh, before I begin, want to thank uh, all the teachers, uh, all the staff members, the monitors. You guys have done a wonderful job. Uh, Sister Kathy, Brother George Gax, and all the rest of, of those in charge. Sister Yoveta, uh, with the vocals also. And uh, so many others that I'm, I haven't named. I want to thank uh, John Jaramillo and his wife uh, Yvette for going and um, super uh, being a uh, sponsor and supervisors there, and as well as all the rest of the folks that got involved. Thank you so, so very much uh, in uh, preparing uh, our students for uh, the future. Amen. And that, and that's what we do here at New Harvest. And so uh, let me just welcome each and every one of you, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Those of you watching online, thank you for joining us. What a blessing it, uh, it is this morning. Have a special service, including Our our teenagers and our high school students here at New Harvest. And if you're here for the very first time, we thank you for being here. Appreciate you being here. We have a VIP guest area that we have prepared for you, your family, and your friends. And so, uh, if you, after the service, we'd love to welcome you and uh, meet you in our VIP guest area, which as you exit the sanctuary down the hall to your left through some double doors, uh, someone will be there to greet you and welcome you into that uh, VIP guest area. Praise God. So this morning, we're gonna, I'm going to take advantage of uh, having our students and uh, being able to uh, speak on a topic that is dear to my heart, uh, as well uh, that I feel is appropriate uh, with this morning's presentation. You see, at New Harvest Christian School as well, as our church, because we have so many uh, children's programs, we are preparing uh, our children, and specifically at our school here at New Harvest, not only academically, but also to be able to excel at their own personal areas of gifting and talents. At New Harvest here, we put a large portion of our ministry focus, our ministry mission, On our future generations. We have done that throughout the years uh, of New Harvest here in Norwalk. We have constantly and and rigorously focused on our children and how we can help them to grow in the things of God, how we can prepare them to be ready when they go out uh, into the world as a lot of them are going to be doing uh, in in, uh, a little while. To find a job or maybe uh, further their education. And so we understand here at New Harvest Norwalk that children are a blessing from God. How many can say amen? amen? Children are a blessing from God and He expects, He expects you and I, each and every one of us as parents, as guardians, as, as ministry workers who work with children to do everything in our power to protect them and to teach them right from wrong. Not according to popular culture, but according to what God's Word says. And this is our responsibility. This is the the mandate that God, through His Word, has given to each and every single one of us here This morning because we all have influence this morning and our influence that we have God wants us to use that to build our children into uh, people of God men and women of God and so here at New Harvest uh, our mission is to prepare the next generation yes Academically, as you heard, uh, uh, we scored highly in academics, and and it's so important that we do not forget that we are a Christian school, and too many times people think that um, when children go to a Christian school, all they do is learn about the Bible, but that is not true, because here at New Harvest, uh, we focus on academics and make sure that our children learn what they're supposed to, according not only to state standards, uh, but according to our standards here, which uh, want to uh, have our children excel in their academic excellence. Not only that, but yet in building godly character. That is so, so critical today, in today's society, that children understand, especially those that come to our school here at New Harvest, that character counts. And it's so critical for that to be uh, uh, put into an input into their uh, social skills as well as their interaction with each other. I was preparing this message. and. I don't know, it was, had to have been the Holy Spirit because I said, you know, I know that we have, we have our bylaws that govern our church organization, New Arvest Christian Fellowship Incorporated, and we operate as a church and as a fellowship under those bylaws which uh, are, are published and, and, and uh, are regulated by, not by the state, but have get, been given to the state, so that they know what we are as a ministry, what our mission is. And there, there are so many different aspects to our mission as a uh, corporation, as well, obviously, as a church, different, different venues that we have uh, participated in. And I was going over that, and as I was reading some of the descriptions and some of the articles, it's it, it maybe around uh, 50, 60 pages long, And we've had these for over 35 years, these bylaws. And it's interesting because I looked at one one of the articles and one of the uh, points on it, and this is what it reads in our mission and bylaws statement. It says, To strengthen family units so that the home life of each member is healthy and fruitful by biblical standards. Then it says, to equip and aid the parents in fulfilling their God-given mandate to educate their children in a manner consistent with Holy Scripture. Isn't that something? I mean, that, that, that's in our bylaws. That's, that's like our birth certificate that identifies who we are as a church, organization, and part of that is to educate parents through biblical standards to equip their children in a manner consistent with Holy Scripture. And I was going through that and preparing this message, and I said, you know, I'm going to be saying some things that hopefully will not offend anyone or cause anyone to feel that I, I am infringing on their uh, parental uh, rights and, 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 uh, uh, that, that they have, but yet it is my obligation and duty as a pastor to teach God's people according to the Word of God, according to, as our bylaws state, Holy Scripture and to instruct you and to give you insight into what God's Word says about how to train your children and how to teach your children and the things to train them in and to teach them about. This is from the Word of God. And so let's go ahead and take a look at our text this morning out of the book of Ephesians, chapter number 6. Starting with verse 1. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. And this is probably not something you haven't heard before, but it's something that needs to be repeated as often as possible so that we would not forget. Or lose sight of the mandate, or the, inst- or, or the, the orders, as it were, that we have been given as parents, and uh, as, if that's the case, guardians, with regard to how and what to teach our children about. In verse one, it says, "Children, obey your parents as believers in the Lord." And I'm reading from the. Uh, Word of God, New International Revised Version, and it says obey them because it is the right thing to do. Scripture says honor your father and mother. That is the first commandment that has a promise. What is the promise? Well, this is the promise. Then things will go well with you, and you will live a long time on the earth, that's a reference to Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 16. Then in verse 4, my key verse that I want to look at this morning with you it says, Fathers, everybody say that word with me, fathers. Fathers, fathers don't make your children angry. Some of you are going to make me get altar calls this morning. <laughs> fathers, don't make your children angry. Instead, train them and teach them the ways of the Lord as who? You raise them. And so here, God places the responsibility on dads, on fathers, or if that's the case, on the guardian of the home, and if it's the mom, then it's the mom who, if there's no dad in the home, to raise them in the way of the Lord. And so it's really clear. And I want to look with you at at, at children this morning in the century that we're living in, the 21st century, because it seems that that most of us as adults grew up, you know, in earlier times, the 20th century, and. You know, possibly some in the nineteenth century, but mostly the twentieth century and and life was was like one hundred and eighty degrees to what it is today, completely different and I think some of the times the problem is is that our thoughts about school and the way you know our school was when so we went to school because it wasn 't a really big deal about private schools or Christian schools other than Catholic schools though basically really were the only ones that were the big deal when we were growing up. And aside from that, it was public school. And public schools were, you know, hey, it's just school. You went there, there was a couple of fights in the alley after school. You know, meet me me at the, 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 the basketball courts or meet me at the usual spot where fights broke out. You know, all the kids knew, and they went there. And you know, some guy beat up somebody, or especially if it was a girl fight, it was crowded. You know, because everybody loves to watch girls fight. And it was was just like, no big deal, you know. And, and, And that's the way it was in those days. But it's not like that today in the 21st century culture. And sad to say, there are parents that are looking for help, and they're searching as to, how can I help my child who's out of control, who's having issues, who's struggling in their life? with peer pressure or other, other cultural issues that are seeming to dominate their thinking and their, their life. And there are bookstores that are filled on how to raise children, books that tell you from A to Z what, what to do and what not to do and how to help them and, and what can hurt them. And many of them, you know, a lot of them, they have good ideas. And a lot of their ideas usually, for the most part, are based on some kind of scripture. But for the majority of them, they're completely contrary to what God's Word says on how to train them, and how to teach them, and how to help them. But you see, this morning, most of you know, and if you don't, there is a book that has all of the answers to this generation's issues and our children's questions uh, that they might have. And it's called the Bible. And thank God, the Bible is one of the books uh, that we have uh, in our library here at New Harvest Christian School. And it's one of the books that we use to help teach our children and to train them uh, as to which way they should go and walk in this life. because we've seen what has happened uh, when the Bible was taken out of the school, that now we find that violence that plagues our society has spilled into many of our school systems and turned them into battlegrounds. There was a survey taken in 1948. And they were discussing the top three problems in the public school system during that time and how to solve these top three problems. You want to know what they were in 1948? Number one problem in high schools and schools in 1948 was running in the hallways. The second one was talking in class. And the third one, really big, chewing gum. (laughs) Serious stuff. I mean, we're dealing with life and death stuff back in 1948, right? Contrast that with a recent survey discussing the top three problems facing 21st century students in school today. And they were as follows. Number one, assault with a deadly weapon. Number two, rape. And number three, drugs. What a difference. What a difference. You ask why the vast separation between these two, or these many gener uh, uh, time, gen- not generations, but yet uh, uh, times of, of learning in school and the children's upbringing. What's the problem? Well, it's because God's plan for the family has been abandoned by our society for the most part. And it's been replaced with humanism, secularism, and paganism. We've sown And now, guess what? We are reaping as a society. Because you can't plant weeds and expect to get wheat. And we see what's being planted in our school systems today. And so we as parents have been given the mandate and the responsibility with regard to when it comes time to training And teaching our children, which is the the title of my message. Because remember, when you send your child out the front door of your home to school, other than here at New Harvest Christian School, or probably for, for many other Christian schools, for the most part, they're going to a place where drugs will run freely, where guns will probably be Found, I heard the other day, they just got somebody at Norwalk High School bringing a gun into school. Gender identity is the order of the day. Diversity, equity, and inclusion are deemed more important than reading, writing, and arithmetic. Why is that? Because prayer, and because the Word of God, the Bible. Have been removed from these school systems, and now they're filled with regulations and ideas that go completely contrary to God's Word. And this system has the mentality that your child belongs to them. Kids spend between six and seven hours a day with adults in their school, most of whom do not have the same value systems, moral uh, thoughts, character building, and concerns for your child that you have as a parent. They will teach your child that sex before marriage is normal. They will teach them how to use a condom before they get their first pimple. They will teach them that you don't have to tell them, your par- their parents, everything that goes on in their life, and that it's okay to keep secrets from them. They will tell your child, they don't have to tell you, if they get pregnant, or if they refer to an abortion clinic, or planned parenthood for an abortion. We just went last week to the Norwalk School District office, and... Uh, There are many who spoke, and we've done this a couple of times, because they want to put at first a Planned Parenthood uh, um, office there in the school, which uh, they got overridden because of the outcry of parents. Uh, and now they, they, they want to paint it with a different color and, and call it some kind of a health resource center where they'll do the same thing and have the, the uh, day after pill available for children and, and refer them to Planned Parenthood if need be. And uh, they don't have to tell you as a parent. That's what goes on in school. They will tell your children if they want to identify as a girl or as a boy instead of what they uh, were naturally born as. It's perfectly normal, and the school must allow them to use bathrooms and uh, locker shower rooms uh, that they identify with. I'm sorry, but that's not for my child or my, my granddaughter or my grandson. And because of some of these things, obviously there are some that have just recently been initiated, but for the most part, a lot of them had already been in, have been in place. Is why Nancy and I first decided we wanted to change things up and provide a safe place for our church children to come and learn <laughs> academics as well as be spared from all that garbage. Oh, yes, don't worry about that. They will get influenced from the world. We know that. They don't have to roll around with the pigs in order to be able to identify what a pig is. Come on. All we have to do is teach them. And they, they're not going to be taught otherwise than you teaching them. You see, every parent has choices here this morning yes, when it comes to what our children will or will not learn. And so we have the choice to either raise our children by the standards of society, and what that culture says is right, or I'm going to raise my child by the Word of God standard, as we have been ordered and mandated through the Word of God. Each one of us has to make this decision as Joshua made his decision in Joshua chapter 24, in verse 4, 15, as for me and my house, uh, we will serve the Lord. And that's something that each and every one of us this morning, no matter what your background is, no matter what your social status, income level is, uh, has to make those decisions. Dads, I would like for you to repeat this with me, if you would. As for me and my house, We will serve the Lord. Lord. And that means you bring your children up in the ways of the Lord. Because God gave us the responsibility. Fathers, train, teach them the ways of the Lord as who raises them. The school system? The Sunday school teachers, thank God for Sunday school teachers. Amen. Thank God for our, 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 our teachers here at school. Amen. But you at home teach them. You show them the right from the wrong. Train them. The word train is a Greek word for gymna, for which we get our word gymnasium, which means uh, what you do in a gymnasium is what? You practice, you teach, you train. And so it's not just a one-time thing, but it's over and over and over, over again. Teach them how to pray. Teach them how to read their Bible. Teach them how to come to church. Teach them right from wrong. Teach them that it's better to serve God than it's better than better to serve the devil. Teach them that it's better to be saved than it is uh, to be in the world. See, it means that we're going to have to raise a different type of family than the family who does not know God or have God's uh, Word in their lives. It's always been God's design that you and I as Christians and Christian's family would be distinctive and different from the world's system. Leviticus chapter 18, verse 3, God speaks to the children of Israel and he says, you must not do as they did in Egypt where you used to live. And you must not do what you used to do in the land of Canaan, where I am bringing you. He said, you must follow, not follow, you must not follow their practices. You must obey my commandments or my laws. In other words, what God was saying to Israel is you must be distinctive, come out from among them, God's word says and be separated does not mean we live on a mountaintop, does not mean we become hermits somewhere what it means is our lifestyle standards, uh, the way we re- live, raise our children the way we are in our families are distinctly different from the world <clears> that's <throat> God's word First Peter brings it into the New Testament, chapter 2 and verse 9. He says, You are a chosen generation, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous lights peculiar, not meaning strange or weird or odd, but different, distinct, and that we should raise our children with that understanding that, yes, we are different, we, we have different priorities and standards uh, than the kid down the street whose parents that are, not, are not serving the Lord. I was uh, yesterday at, at my granddaughter. She's learning to do baseball, and we went to a baseball game. And they had to make up a game because of the rain. And so they had to play two games in a row. So I should have brought a lunch, but I didn't. <laughs> so we were resigned to, this, to the great snack shack. How many remember snack shacks? The healthy food at snack shacks. Right? Che- cheese, cheese, Cheetos, and... And 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 cheese nachos and 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 all these weird poly seeds and stuff, right? And and so, and long story short, so so there we are, and and it, it's going. And we started at nine and got done at four, right? Because they had a break in between. They had to play two games. And one of the moms that was there, you know, the child, we well, yeah, obviously not serving God, but you know, nine ten year old kids. Mom goes, boy, I can't get, wait to get home and relax and give me a margarita. <laughs> you know, my, my daughter's there and, and, my, and my other, both daughters are there. and Me and Nancy are there and we look at each other like, see, that, that, that's what it means for the world to go home and relax and, and take a load off and, and take it easy. Different standards. We didn't go home and have a margarita, right, babe? We went home, relaxed. We got a coffee. We, got, we you know, stopped at Starbucks, got her a coffee, and, and da 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 You know, and, 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 and had, a, had just time relaxing at home without alcohol, without having to go by the world's standards. What, what were we? Distinct and different. And that's what the Bible says. Yes, you know, the world is out there. You can't run away from it, but you don't have to raise your children like it. You don't have to be involved with it. Because the Bible says children are a heritage and a blessing from the Lord. And if we're living according to the Word of God, then we realize that we thank God for our children and do whatever we can to protect them and bring them up and and provide for them according to the Word of God and what His Word says. You see, that goes contrary to what the world system mindset and, and their, their priorities are. We love our children. We protect our children. We want to help our children. Today's mindset, if children are in interference with your life or your plans, get an abortion, murder your child, make it easy on yourself. There was one statistic that came out. The Guttmacher Institute reported that the national total for 2020, because they, they had to take time to, to evaluate uh, each year. The abortion increased 1.5% from 916,460 abortions in 2019 to 930,160 in 2020, and I'm sure that has probably risen. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4 in our text, it says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger or to wrath. Paul was writing this during the Roman rule over uh, the empire and over Christians. And there was a law in Rome concerning fathers and their children. The father had complete and total right over their child. And it was a a law that gave that father the right to kill that child if he wanted, if he didn't like the way that child looked or turned out. He could kill that child if it was a girl instead of a boy. He could kill that girl, or send that, that girl off, sell her into slavery and eventually end up into prostitution. He had a right to beat the child, to torture the child. Patrias potestas is, was the word and the law that, that ruled in Paul's day. So when Paul said, fathers do not provoke your children to anger, that was a revolutionary statement because it went contrary to what they were being taught through the Roman Empire. You see, in our world today, in the 21st century, it's not unlike Rome in Paul's days. Because if you don't want your baby, and you don't like your baby, then you can have it killed. 20,000 children in this country every year are dying from child abuse. They are burned, drowned poisoned, stabbed, shot, beaten, thrown out of apartment windows, left to die in trash cans, plastic bags, the same way you would throw out trash. It's the days that we're living in, the 21st century, that our children are going to have to grow up in. And some of the things that I'm talking about, they are learning at school. What does God have to say about it? Matthew chapter 18 and verse 5 and 6. And whoever welcomes a a little child like this in my name welcomes me. Jesus is speaking. But if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a large millstone hung around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. So what God says he's going to do is he's going to deal with those who hurt his children, who do not protect his children, who do not teach or provide for their children. Because children are to be loved, trained, and disciplined, not tortured and aborted or murdered. So dad, parent, it's going to be a fight for the spiritual soul of our children to keep it from being consumed by this world's ideas and system. You're going to have to fight for your child's soul and destiny. Because if you don't, you will lose that child. That child will become overwhelmed and indoctrinated to believe what this society says is right what this society says uh, you should do versus what you should not do. We live a day in a day and age where people on city councils, educational city councils, look at Christianity as a threat to their school systems rather than uh, being a help to, to, to children. We have choices to make. We can rationalize. We can say, not my kid, not my school. But I guarantee you, when you look behind the shadows of what's going on in most of the public schools and what they're being taught, you'll find everything that I'm speaking about is taking place. And we have been given the instructions to train and to teach our children, yes, it's going to cost. Do you think the parents that have their children in our school here in Norwalk or any other uh, Christian school are, are not sacrificing to have their children in school? Of course they are. Of course they're sacrificing. God bless them for putting the priority upon their children's education, upon uh, their children's safety and upbringing over maybe buying a new furniture, a new car, you know, 50 bucks a week at Starbucks. A new toy. But they value their children because it's costing. We came out second. Was that right, Pastor Dan, in our academics? Is that right, second? On all the schools. How many schools... Around the states, United States, all those that participated, all those participated in the United States in the program that came. Second, do you want to know what the California school system rates in the United States? You want to know where it's at? Anybody take a guess? 25th. 25th in the United States. Academically, California, the school that a lot of you have your kids in, number, they rate 25 in learning. And our little tiny school, second. Why is that? Because the people that work here love kids. Because the people that work here love your children. And they want their, your children to excel, and to grow, and to be blessed, and to prosper, because God is a part of their lives. You see, what we heard. To the choir, or I mean, I'm sorry I called you a choir, but the ensemble sounds a lot more... Uh. And through all the, 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 the children, the kids that participated, what we've learned from that is that it pays to love your kids and to sacrifice, because they will never forget what you invested in them and what you kept them from. Deuteronomy chapter 6, this may not be up on the uh, PowerPoint, but I, as our uh, worship team makes their way up this morning. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6. There are wonderful teachers in public schools. There are Christian teachers who, go, who teach in public schools. I know that. We have some here. There there, there are are spread out through all the churches, I'm sure, in the United States, wonderful human beings, Christians, that love children and care about kids. But their hands are tied. Their hands are tied. And I feel bad for them. I really do. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 6 through 9. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Press them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them. On your foreheads and write them on your door frames and so on and so forth and when you come in and when you go out in other words what God is saying is to saturate them with the Word of God because it will protect them it will keep them it will provide for them keep your child from suffering from heartbreak rejection Sad when children go to school and they're taught because of their color. They need to be ashamed, and they are less than anyone else. Whatever happened to Martin Luther King that we should not judge by the color of our skin, but by the content of our character? Whatever happened to that gets thrown out the window parents you want to go well with your children listen to the word of God train your child teach them according to the word of God Deuteronomy 5 29 the last scripture write it down oh that their hearts would be inclined to fear me And keep all my commandments always, so that it might go well with them and their children forever. Not for a while, but forever. The choice is up to us as we bow our hearts before the Lord.